0: But let me just say this to you, Raheem, about that, because the unfortunate part is, I think, when when you're kids and you're that young, that sometimes we don't understand the burdens of what our parents are going through. Yeah, because especially sometimes as black people in America, it, it's tough yeah. and it's tough for the black male who I don't know what your dad was doing. And maybe the choices that he made weren't necessarily the right choices, but sometimes life beats them down in a way where. They feel hopeless, yeah. right? And then with your mom, him taking it out on your mom, clearly, or, or physical abuse, and then maybe her not feeling like she had choices yeah. to, to get out and with her children and not wanting to leave her children. You know what I mean? It's, it's so many elements to probably what, how they were adulting, even yeah. though you're a child. They are doing the best that they can do based on the level of education that they have, yeah. based on the resources that they have. Sometimes it's very unfortunate situations because of redlining that we experience because jobs are not it's not equal. You know what I mean? And so it's it's sad, but it's also sometimes a part of a system that we're in that it's unfortunate that maybe they didn't make all the right choices. But, you know, the beautiful thing is and that's where, again, I go back to God is because. If you don't see that, you may not make the choices that, that you make. Right. We may not know who you are, but not only who you are, but now you are affecting
1: other people. takes off and goes the distance What place would y'all rather be right now, man? Come on. Let's be great today, man. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Raheem Moster, host of Relentlessly Motivated, presented by Mercury. Super excited to bring this show to you guys. We're going to have weekly episodes featuring athletes, business professionals, and anyone that's overcome odds to achieve greatness. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Really appreciate your guys' support, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Relentlessly Motivated, hosted by Mercury. Tonight's special guest, I am just... Beyond honored, this woman is a complete uh, competitor. She's a, a baller, a Hall of Famer. She has every type of accolade you can imagine in the WNBA. <laughs> if I try to go through the whole list, it'll it'll probably be pretty long. I want you guys to please welcome Miss Lisa Leslie Lockwood. What's I'm going on, Lisa? How you doing?
0: I'm doing- great I'm so excited to be here yeah thanks for inviting me yes. and congratulations on your podcast
1: thank you I appreciate it. well you know it, it, it wouldn't be a podcast without you know people that I feel like can come on the show and, and give their expertise their advice um, and, and some of the things that they went through adversity wise the good the bad I just feel like I want to have a connection out there with people mm-hmm. you being the first woman on the episode um, I'm, oh I'm, really Yes, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm extremely honored and, <laughs> and happy about this and I would love to get your insight on on the woman aspect of, of sports and what you do on a daily basis, you know, when you were when you were playing, I hear everything about you know you being the first woman to dunk in the WNBA. I think that is like so cool. You just epitomize what it means to be a, a true competitor. Um, and so my question for you: is How did you keep that edge? Like what made you um, you know reach for the reach for the stars? You know, and and what ultimately got you into basketball? Yeah, like what was your what was your thrill about it?
0: I, you know, it was so interesting. I think part of it was that I really wasn't into sports early on. Mm-hmm. I was a girl who, I have a lot of girl cousins and females in our family, and they have very strong personalities. Mm-hmm. When all the women would come together, it was like, "Ooh, you know, they're strong. They're, they fuss, they talk loud It's a little bit. And I kind of felt, in some ways, inspired by watching my mom and my aunts and my cousins be so like amazing and aggressive and strong. But in some ways I always looked and honestly, I guess I never really spoke about it, but I always felt like I didn't possess what they had, but it inspired me. So I think part of that, when it comes to the edge Mm -hmm. and just like being a fighter and having the will, part of that was a desire that I wanted to have what other people had and, and what my aunts had and my mom, that they just seemed so strong and, Almost like unbreakable, and and they probably were, of course. But just me being a young girl looking at them and listening to them, and then I had some really fearless, and I have fearless cousins that like playing football on the street with the with the boys, playing (laughs) baseball, like running track, get on get out there and and, and racing boys. And I was like not out there doing that. I was on the side, like, are you? Let me know if you guys need some water. Like, (laughs) like I just admired them in such a way that. Um, A little bit of that, I won it. And I think when it came to basketball, again, I wasn't like a sporty girl. I did drill team and I jumped double dutch from like second grade uh, in the streets of Compton, jumping double dutch, you know, like and uh, in elementary school, I would jump double dutch. That saved me, I think, just because of the coordination, right? Jumping double dutch, you know, anybody knows if you can jump double dutch, that coordination of just jumping was helping me. I had no idea. The second thing I did as a kid is that my older sister was um, in drill team. Hmm. So drill team was kind of like, you know, again, in Compton, we had drummers and, you know, we were the drill team out there dancing and shaking it. Again, I was one of the smaller ones falling behind my older sister, but wanted to learn to dance, learn all the dance steps with her because she was the captain. So again, I think that helped with my coordination. The competitiveness of wanting to be just as good as my sister kind of planted that seed. The third thing I think was just my mom. My mom would play board games with my sisters and I, and I would always really just like, Soaked up whatever it was that she was teaching. So whether we were playing space, dominoes, my mom would teach me how to play backgammon. I was like seven, so I would play, and she'd teach me. And then I was like, okay, mom, let's play again, but this time don't let me beat you. Like you really try, you know what I mean? And so I was like, and I beat her, and I'm like, mom, did you let me win or did you like, (laughs) did you do your best? She's like, no, you won. I'm like, okay, play again, and I'd play like seven, eight, nine games, like just. (laughs) And so I think part of that, I was born with that. Like, yeah. I was competitive, but I wasn't necessarily into sports. So, you know, fast forward to seventh grade, the only reason why I played basketball was because I wanted to be popular. And, really? of course, my homegirl, Shay, who was on, on the campus, and everybody knew Shay, and I'm like, why does everybody know her name? It's like, oh, she on the basketball team. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's it. Like, wow. I'm going to play ball. And those things, I say, it really is God just having a hand on me early yeah. me being a lover of the lord early yeah. and it was just a blessing that i picked up a ball and i really just never put it down and then i, I think the last thing that i say it was a mindset that one i'm behind because a lot of people start so early right. so i got to be a great listener i got to outwork everybody and i got to do double time yeah. right because i'm behind yeah. And then the other thing is, is it's one ball, and everybody has equal opportunity to it. And so, however you want to play, let's do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm going to get to that ball, just like you can get to the ball. And I think because I was just so, in some ways, a student of the game, but also really driven to get better and catch people, that I I was fearless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that fearlessness is just like... I don't know how this is gonna work out, but today when you see me, you gonna know you was in a battle, like, period. And I think that mindset was just probably always in me, but I just didn't know. And I think basketball just opened the floodgates and I was like so fired up that, yeah, Yeah. I was not taking any prisoners. (laughs)
1: I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast, but I got to stop you guys and tell you guys about these duer jeans. I absolutely love my duer jeans and you will too. Man, these Doer jeans are truly one of a kind. I mean, they have great material. You can go around in your house, lounge around, and then you could also be in your kitchen cooking up something late night. Or if you like workouts like myself, you can also work out of them, and they're truly one of a kind. So check out Doer's flagship stores in LA or Denver or shop online at slash motivated. Right now, my listeners can get 15% off site wide when you use my special URL, shopdu e-r.com slash motivated You'll want to take advantage of this because Doer never goes on sale. Don't wait to get 15% off. Go now to shopdoer.com/slash/motivated. So whenever you get a chance, go and check those bad boys out. Trust me, you won't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're still doing that today. I know you're playing tennis right now. You know, you, you're yeah. doing your thing on the tennis court and. You you talked about you know every time we talk you're like oh man I I got a match coming up I'm about to whoop these girls right. like, I'm like wow I mean you still doing it you know you still got the competitiveness and oh that's,
0: it's bad you
1: no know, I mean not I mean but that's how you are though you yeah. you're wired like that right yes. like, that's how I am like when I grew up you know I was I was similar like yes. similar story you know Where are you I was from, by the way? I'm from Florida I'm from oh, I'm okay. from Daytona yeah so um you know I. I see all the kids playing around and I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to, there's, I used to play with older kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like me, I have, I'm the oldest of, of uh, three siblings, right? Okay. And so, you know, I had, a, I felt like I had an obligation for myself to be the standard in my, in my household, okay. right? And so I would go outside, play pickup football and, and basketball um, with the other neighborhood kids. And it was like, well, these kids are really good. They're really fast and, and they're really strong. That's something that I wasn't. Yes. So like, I had to do like you said, double double, double time. time yeah. like I had to really work the craft and try to figure out what I wanted to do and, and how I could dominate, you know, early on. And so um yeah, I just I just saw what they were doing and I'm like, okay, here we go. I need to go in the weight room. I started lifting weights early. Did and then, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah.
0: How was, old were you when you start lifting weights?
1: Look, I'm starting asking you questions. No, 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 no. That's good. That's why we here. Uh no, I was I was probably like Twelve, uh, really? Yeah, okay. I started. I started really like getting active in the weight yeah. room uh, at twelve, um, and then it just started carrying over into you know speed. Everybody in Florida's fast. Like right. everybody. Uh, are we missing something? Is it yams? What, what are you guys eating? Something? I, no, we're chasing rabbits. Chasing. <laughs> That's what we're, we're chasing rabbits down here. Wow. So. Um, any part of the state of Florida you know you hear nothing about how fast guys are yes. you know even south Florida yes. down here is just like the mecca of of speed and um and football mm-hmm. you know that's that's all it was about like I I play. I'm sorry. I played one year of basketball. Oh, did you? Yeah, like Football organized players basketball. don't do
0: that well in basketball. Uh,
1: you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like. I have a couple teammates like specifically like O Lyman and D Lyman, the bigger guys. Oh yeah. They're they're the ones nice that are finesse like. finesse
0: touch. Right? Yeah.
1: They're finesse, but they're also like, oh, I I can yam it. Like I yes. could, I could dunk, you know. And I'm like, I can't. I don't I don't believe that. Yeah. I actually witnessed that um, when I first got on campus at Purdue University in Indiana. Um, we had a, a D lineman. His name was Kwan Short, and he was probably like 300 pounds. He probably was like six two. Yeah. And um, it was it was about the summertime. You know, I got I enrolled a little bit earlier, and we were all at the rec hanging out. And I saw this guy just like do a 360 dunk, and I was nice. just like. Wait, they, like, big guys like him can dunk like can that? Can like, yes. And I was just so shocked. And I'm, I'm like, look, I, if you say you can do it, I, b- I believe yeah, you know, at that yeah. moment. so, um, But you'll be surprised. There's a lot of guys in the league that actually can hoop.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I was joking. I, I, I know the football players can play.
1: But not me. I can't. No? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Nope. I play Sometimes good it's like
0: a bull in a china cabinet. Like, you know what I mean? Like a little bit too aggressive.
1: I play. I play good defense.
0: You play good defense. Okay, I, that,
1: that's the only thing now. Without scoring, fouling
0: or with fouls.
1: Without fouling. Oh yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can strap some stuff up now. I'm 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 out there and playing some good defense, but I rather I rather just run a football. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> run the I run the ball. You. That's it. Yeah, but you do
0: so amazingly. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, but yeah, I love <laughs> watching you play. My gosh. But
1: yeah, no. Nah, um, I mean, it's it's just it's just the mindset you have to have, right? Um, and mm-hmm. so for me. Um I looked up to a lot of different guys in the league. Um, Frank Gore was a, a a guy that I felt like you know epitomized what a true running back was mm-hmm. um, He played like fourteen something years in the league and um, he had just retired like maybe two and a half three years ago. okay. And so um, just watching him play, um, Ricky Williams, um, yeah, who's really was big great, down here. yeah, yeah. Um, I love I, my first ever you know NFL game was actually at the Miami Dolphins. My Grandfather drove me down from Daytona, which was about three and a half hours. Wow, and um, we made it one trip. They and I got to watch Ricky Williams play, yeah, against the Patriots. Yeah,
0: Ricky, been no, no joke, right? yeah,
1: nah, he's no joke. And actually, it's crazy when I broke his record this year, he yes. texted me, he was like, Man, it, I'm so proud of you, like, I love hearing about your story. Yeah. Like, man, I'm a true fan, and, and congratulations. I'm like, I'm still in shock. Oh, that's nice. You know, cause he's so
0: quiet oh, too. Yeah, he's really quiet. You know? He's like
1: really mellow, chill. Yes. I got to meet him in person. He's really cool. But um, yeah, when he texted me that, and I was just like stunned. Like yeah. I was like,
0: yeah,
1: my idol. Like you know, he, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, let me ask you this question: Who was somebody that you looked up, either both in the WNBA or NBA, that you wanted to like uh, mimic in regards to your game? Like, who was one of that 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 person or or group of people?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, originally, um, you know, I, I'm a L.A. girl, so mm-hmm. Showtime Lakers is what, you know, the basketball that I grew up on. Yeah. And Magic was probably everybody's guy, anybody on the East, East Coast, of course. But I heard Magic do an interview, and he was like, well, I just want you to know, like, when Lakers need a, ba- a bucket, I'm going to get the ball to Big Game James. Yeah. So Big Game James is James Worthy. Oh. And James Worthy was the guy that I watched and I tried to mimic, like, his consistency with his ability to shoot from the outside, drive, um, his baseline spin moves, where I got that move from. And then, obviously, as I evolved, um, I started to watch Akeem Olajuwon, Mm. who I really loved his game and his footwork on the inside, Um, Tim Duncan, his bank shot, like I tried to, you know, mimic. And, you know, there was a time when I remember asking Tim, like, Tim, how do you Like, what are you looking at when you make your, you know, your bank shots? Like, what are you focusing on? And he took the time to tell me one time at All-Star Weekend. So I just feel like I've always been such a student of the game that If there's something that I see that I like, then I'm adding it to my game. Uh, There was one season when we had won two championships and we were going for our third one. And um, I would always meet with Michael Cooper, who is my coach. And I'm like, who, what are we going to work on this year? And one year I was like, you know what, I decide. I said, what's my scouting report? Like, what are people saying? It's like, well, you know, he calls me Smooth, my nickname. So he's like, Smooth, you know, they think you like to turn over your left shoulder or you prefer to go, you know, up and under to the middle or whatever it was, you know, and I said, I tell you what, let's switch it. This season, I want to do everything just going left, like finishing with my left leg. Like, and I'm originally left-handed, by the way. So oh, nice. I, I shoot jumpers with my right hand, but I write with my left hand. I play tennis with my left hand, so I'm ambidextrous. And so I was like, I want to just switch it up and do everything to my left. So like, that year, everything was just like running hook shots, you know, shooting it with my left hand as opposed to my right up and under, everything, off the glass, anything in the paint, everything yeah. was going, you know, to my left. So I think, I loved basketball and the challenges that it gave me to just try and be better and challenge myself. But I also love, like, my teammates. Teammates yeah. and the camaraderie in yeah. the locker room is yeah. like...
1: It's it's, it's like... Uh, it's, 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 that's the best part. I, the crazy thing is, like, I know that, like, my game is coming to a close end, right? Because I'm, like, I'm in year nine. I feel like I could play another ten years, right? Yes. But I know that the game is going to just pass me by at some point, and I have, to, I have to accept that. But one thing that I just can't accept is just, you know, that, that to miss out on the opportunities to be with your teammates in the yeah. locker room and, like, to share the field together, share the court together, yes. right? Like, those are the memories that you're going to, that last a long time. A um, long time.
0: The laughs, the stories,
1: the silliness,
0: you know how it is. You get to just, you know, you're you're yourself everywhere you go, but when you're in those moments of the locker room or the bus or just traveling Mm -hmm. together you Know it's just it's it's amazing playing cards. We used to play cards yeah, all the time. We, we do that too. You guys so like, yeah. We got to play Tonk
1: Tonk. We play spades. We play we got a game called Boo Ray.
0: Oh, Boo Ray. Um, okay, let's go. Yeah, guys are shooting
1: dice. It's, it's a good that, that's time. the part, you yeah, know what I mean? That's, that, that's the that's the camaraderie that you're really gonna miss. Yeah, um, and it's like it's like truly a family, yes. like you. Like, yeah, you get teammates, new teammates every year, mm-hmm. but you know, it's still like everybody's still as, as one, like yeah. as a family. And, and that's something that I'm, I'm definitely going to miss. So.
0: so, when I interviewed you um, on our show, we need to talk. Thank you again yeah, for no coming problem. on. I
1: appreciate you.
0: And I was doing just my research on you, and I was like, so this is your, and I don't remember at the time I knew, but it seventh or eighth team?
1: Uh, this is my eighth team, yeah. Eighth team, yeah. right?
0: And you had been cut
1: like yeah seven seven times times or something. And I
0: was like, no way. No, you guys are talking about the wrong guy. Like, this is the running back. And they were like, no, this is like, read his story. And I was like, the resilience, the hard work, the fight, like, can you just talk about, I guess my question is, one, because, that's a lot of nos, Yeah. right? In yeah. a career that you're trying to make a career as a pro, yeah. but that you stayed with it. Like, what was your mindset?
1: Yeah. So let me give you a, a little like background about like my life. So I grew up in New or Daytona Beach, Florida. I was born in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, I was there for about four till I was about four or five, and then we moved south, uh, 15 minutes south to New Smyrna Beach uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. And during the time, um, there was like, it was like the nineties, right? Um, there was a lot of violence in Daytona. Like Daytona was known as like murder capital of the world at one point. And so, you know, we, we kind of migrated a little bit further South to get away from all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had to I had to move to like several different houses in my time, right? From the time I was born. With your
0: family or you mean. Yeah, with, you... my, family.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, with okay. my family. Yeah, With my family. So um it was never really a stable household, right? It was always like I don't even have any like baby pictures. Like I don't have any memories of that, only the ones that my grandfather, my late grandfather has at his house, right? Oh, okay. Um, that he took, you know, when he would come and visit us. Yeah. Other than that, like, you know, I didn't really I didn't really have a stable background, a stable mm-hmm. home. And so I was always, you know, intrigued on, hey, look, this is this is what I want to do. And I learned something very early. I, I believe I was like eight or nine when I realized, like, this is not how you're supposed to live, right? Mm-hmm. I was dealing with domestic violence in my house, watching my mom get beat up um i was dealing with alcoholism um all that stuff yeah and it, it as trauma. a young, yeah it was a trauma right so like as a young early age i'm like no this is not how i envision a true household to be mm-hmm. and so i made it an obligation and a goal of mine you know to to set out and one to have a beautiful family um and and two to be you know educated to you know feel like I was a part of something you know I want to be a business owner someday Mm -hmm. I want to I want to be able to sit back you know and and truly be blessed about the opportunities that I that came towards me and and you know I ran with them and and I never looked back and never questioned one one bit Mm -hmm. and so um yeah all that trauma just helped me build who I am today yeah um you know I i I'm the only person in my family to graduate from a uh, you know a major university. Mm-hmm. Um nobody in my family um has ever attempted to even go to college. You know, college my my mom was going to community college and then dropped out. Um my dad at the time um he just stopped stopped. he was a basketball fan, huge basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Um and he just just went on and and didn't get any scholarships and just went to construction you know that was his his thing Mm -hmm. and so he was a a social worker Mm -hmm. um and so that that's what drove me to be more than just what was around me um and so yeah I was I was sitting back and and knowing that my dad was a big time basketball fan and I'm like I'm not I don't have the height. You yeah, know, he was yeah. like 6'3", you know, and, and really? I'm yeah, and I'm 5'11", so it was like, eh, you know, I, I don't know if I can I can Probably reach... the
0: early weights.
1: Yeah, yeah, Maybe. it, it might have been it might have been.
0: <laughs> did any of your other siblings turn out taller?
1: Uh no. Well, actually my l- younger brother did. Yeah. Yeah. I'll he's he's me. about he's 6'1". Yeah, oh, okay. so okay. um but, you know, I I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to play football. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and and so I asked him to put me in football at, at the age of 6 or 7. And Oh, really? You're yeah, ready. I was, yeah, I was I was playing early. And so I just made a I made an impact there and, you know, every year Were you
0: playing tackle or from Yeah, I was
1: playing tackle from the jump.
0: From day one. From day
1: one. Yeah, tackle from day one. Um and so it it just it, I was fascinated by the game. Like I, and I just grew grew up to be a fan of it. Yeah. So um,
0: I'm fascinated by the game too. I got to yeah. say, Like
1: oh, yeah. Before we get back to the pot, I got to tell you guys about HelloFresh. HelloFresh hooks you up with breakfast, lunches and snacks, all part of the playbook. It's the fuel I use for my podcast grind. With over 45 weekly recipes, 100 curated picks, every bite is a celebration. Listen, I know what you're thinking. This sounds too good to be true. It's probably super expensive to have meals shipped to your home. Think again. HelloFresh is cheaper than groceries. Shopping and less expensive than takeout. That means less stress in your day and more money back in your pocket. But that's not the best part. I bargain with HelloFresh to get my listeners an exclusive deal. Free breakfast for life. I'm not kidding. For life. Yes, for life. So join me and many others by going to HelloFresh.comslash Raheem Free and use code Raheem Free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Raheem Free with code Raheem Free.
0: It is amazing, because y'all be like... And then you just get back up. And then when you went down last... Wait, what's that? That was the Cowboy game. We were there. Yeah. Then you went down.
1: I tried to get up. And then you
0: tried to get up, and then you went back down. I was like, oh, my God, no. And then I was just thinking about your family. I'm like, to be like a wife and kids of like your... You know what I mean? Kids, like you so, can't breathe. Yeah,
1: my, my kids don't understand, right? Cuz my oldest is 4 and 4 3 right. and 1. So, so they, they don't they don't understand, but um my wife, oh man, she she cringes. My mother-in-law, they're they're always at the games and they both just cringe like Oh,
0: I know. I listen. Happens. I was just meeting, you know, you oh yeah. just through text and I was I was like, "No, yeah. please get up. Yeah. Like I can't take it." I was like, I see why when you see, like, boxers and then the mom end up in the ring, like, yeah. I'm like, that would be me. Like, I just can't, yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it's it's a part of the sport. It's a part
1: of the sport, you know, and, and like, I have I built, like, this tough callus because I've been playing so long. Yes. And, and it's it's hard to, like, it's hard to believe, you know, especially with the data that's coming out about, like, CTE and yes. concussions and, you know, yeah, I'm dealing with limbs all the time. Like I I broke my forearm, um, you know, snapped both bones. I had to get surgery on that. My knee, I you know, tore cartilage and that, so I had to get surgery on that. And it's just like
0: Yeah, I'm a bionic man. Like, know, how do you no, keep I coming really back? I,
1: I because I love the thrill of the game and I want to win a Super Bowl, but I also True. I also want to be a gold jacket. Like you know, you're in the Hall of Fame. You know yeah. you, that means a lot. Yeah. Like and so I'm trying to build that resume. Yeah,
0: you're doing amazing though. Yeah, like those it, numbers is up. Yeah, it I'm it like, up. Woo-hoo. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're up. Ended up, ended yeah. up. No, it was good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, it's it's honestly it's the thrill. Like I see you know you know athletes like yourself. Um, you know uh, Kobe Bryant yes. um, is a huge influence. Um, Love
0: and, you, Kobe. Yes, yeah. always.
1: And it's just like. I see what you guys and your mentalities are how you do things and I like I want to mimic that because I know that's what greatness is. Yeah. Like I know that's what it means to to you know host the the, the trophy, you yeah. know, to have the the jacket on your on your on your back. You know, that that's what that's what I want. That's yeah. what, that's the feeling I want.
0: Yeah, um, you you'll get it too because it definitely is mind over matter. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of talk in the last five years, I think more than ever, you know, just about mental health and just
1: yeah.
0: how you deal with when things are not going the way you want them to go. But I think a lot of that from my era, we didn't call it that it wasn't really yeah. labeled. He was just like struggling or you wasn't. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I think the mindset, one, the spiritual mindset, right? And everybody's not necessarily spiritual, but I'm a big believer, and I just believe, like, you know, I pray Psalms 91 every time before I went out. It's a prayer of protection, but you need that protection. You know what I'm saying? And then you get out there, and it's like, it's equal opportunity. Like, every day is an opportunity for you to be amazing. And I say, like, why not me? Yeah. Why not you? Like, somebody's got to break the record. Somebody's got to have the most rushing yards for the week. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. got to be, you know what I mean, the yeah. best at your position. Yeah. So why not you? Yeah. Like, you just ask that question of yourself and then you go get it. Like, yeah. that. that's it. Like, somebody's got to... Dunk first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's got to be the best shot blocker. Somebody's got to put the ball in the basket the best. Somebody's got to be the best player on the team. Like, There's no reason for it not to be me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like most of my accomplishments, not that there may not be somebody greater or better or all those things, but it's like in the moment when I'm there, you know I'm there. Yeah. Because every single moment is an opportunity to me. And yeah. regardless of a missed shot or anything missed, the next opportunity is there and it's equal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the mindset that keeps pushing you forward. It doesn't matter. Like, it never, ever matters. Like, what happened last week doesn't matter, right? Right. Because you have another opportunity this weekend coming up. Like, right. that's the beauty of all of our sports, even though yours is really set on, like, Sundays <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> but the beauty of it is that you always have another opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Yes, we look at what we did. We learn from our mistakes. We watch video, yeah. which is, like, the hardest part, but you got to watch because that's Lots how you grow. Of, yeah, that's That's how you grow. That's yeah. that part where you be like, okay, play it, you yeah. know? Yeah. But you learn and you grow, and you just, man, you just stay locked in. But the beauty of it is that you have the opportunity. Yeah. And you don't waste it. And
1: my, and my thing is, like, going back to, like, what you said about the mental aspect, right, like the, the um, mentality that you have to have. Like, when I was getting cut, like, the first two years, you know, I I was on seven different teams. and My rookie year, I was on, on four different teams. And then my, my second year, I was on three different. Wow. And, you know, after about what, we, I would say, I want to say like the, the year I, the, going into my second year, I was with the Browns and I got cut. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the Browns were known as like the worst team right yes like, <laughs>
0: for a few seasons yeah for a few seasons Sorry, right yeah
1: <laughs> but so my it, crazy story so my wife um at the time she was my fiance, mm-hmm. and um she had her bridal shower the day i got cut and so i had to call my father-in-law and you know tell him hey um, I don't know how to tell you this, but, you know, the Browns just released me. Yeah. The night before, we just celebrated. I went to Hyde Park. We had a nice steak dinner. Yeah. You know, it was an accomplishment that I finally got on a 53-man roster, felt good about myself. And then next day, they called me up, and they're like, hey, bring your iPad. And so once you get that call, it's like, oh, yeah, they're about to release me. Like, wow. I've already been through this before. Yeah. And so that was the toughest call that I had to make to my father-in-law mm-hmm. because he was with the ladies yes. in Cleveland. They're originally from Cleveland. My wife is from Cleveland. So it was like a home away from home, yes. but you're at home. Right. And so, um, made that call and, uh, my father-in-law, I never forget these words. He was like, all right, well, um, I'm not going to tell the ladies right now because I don't want to ruin their moment. You know, my daughter is. I said, your daughter is the most important thing right now. Her happiness is the most important thing. Um, and we'll, we'll, he was like, we'll just talk about it when, you know, when we're done here.
0: Yeah.
1: And she found out because she's in a group message with the other ladies on the team. And, um, oh, my gosh. While at the dinner? It, while, while. Well, I
0: mean, at the bridal shower? Yeah, while at the
1: bridal shower. And they were like, I'm so sorry um, about Raheem. And then she was like, what do you mean? Like, And they are like, oh, oh, you don't know. Gosh. Like, he they, He just got cut. And she just. What did you learn from that? I learned, like, hey, look, like. No matter what you go through, you know, you, you have, and it was, it's a good thing that I had my partner, right? I had my wife yes. um, be, beside me, you know, she put her dreams on hold to see my dreams come true, yeah. right? Come, come through to reality. Yeah. And so when we sat on that couch, when she came home, the lesson I learned was, hey, you know, never give up you know somebody always is going to believe in you mm-hmm. whether you see it in hindsight or not yes and so she always believed in me yeah I mean she was there you know we met in college oh, um, okay. and we met freshman year and we started dating second semester
0: oh wow yeah and, and we that's beautiful yeah we've
1: been together ever since yeah and so um four years into college um didn't really pan out the way it was supposed to Um, and then you know I get the opportunity in the league and for me to get cut and sitting on our couch in our apartment and you know I'm asking her like what do we do now because at that point I was just so tired of just getting cut like I was mentally like going through it like you said that Mm -hmm. mental aspect but I also felt like who am I to like just quit like I just can't do that like I have to see this through and the one question she asked me she was like how much do you love this game and I said, look, babe, I've been playing this game since I was about seven.
0: Yeah.
1: And then she was like, well, there's your answer. You know, keep keep going. Yeah. We'll be all right. I'll be fine. And the oh, rest is history. So it was like, yeah. yeah. So going back to the mental aspect, right, it's like when you're dealing with so much trauma in, in, in your profession, mm-hmm. you know, you do have to take a, a step back and be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? like what can I fix to improve my game. Yes. And I had to look myself in the mirror and just be like, you know what? These coaches didn't believe in me. It's okay. Like just just keep keep staying focused. Yeah. You know, work extra hard. Um show people that you truly care. Show people that you wanna be in the building. Yeah. And then the rest the rest will follow. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm here to say like I'm I'm in year nine now, you know, my second year in the league. It didn't seem like that, yeah. you know, um, my first two years. Is
0: the most success that you've had? Yeah, this is the
1: most success I've had in, in, in my nine years. So it's It's like, yeah. God
0: is amazing though, right? Listen. I, <laughs> the I testimony. Believe,
1: yeah, no, he truly is. And one, one saying that I always believe in, um, I have it tatted on my chest, uh, Psalms 23, 4 through 6. Even though I walk through the valley oh, of, shadow oh, of shadow of death, it. I will fear no evil for yes. God is with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. And so, like, I, I feel like even though I'm going through the darkest of times, mm-hmm. I know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. that he's helping me guide, yeah. that he's guiding me through. Yeah. Um, and and I, I truly believe that.
0: You know, this is my thing about spirituality. And I know sometimes people get like, well, you know, they're always like, because as a Christian, it's, it's not that you have to have this label or what you believe or what the church does or how much you go to church. None of that. Just your relationship with God is so important yeah. to, to each individual. But I'm I always say to people, it's like if you try to it, it's I look at it like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus has a whole he's supposed to have this whole uh what is it, a satchel of of, of gifts, gifts right? Yeah. They're all on his back, but it's heavy. It's a load, right? right. And that's like burdens in life. Yeah. Life can be, you can have a lot of th- the trauma yeah. is inside of that, that satchel, right? There's the things that we go through is inside of that but That's not meant for us to carry, right? you know, and to have God in your life is to turn over those burdens is to lay them at his feet. Right. And that's how I view it. So anytime I have had any issues in life, I just turn it over to God. I I say this is what our relationship is about, me not having to carry the burdens of my sins and my the things that are heavy on my heart in my life. And after turning those over and just having faith. Even if it's just those two simple things, it's like I'm gonna give you the burdens and I'm gonna just have faith. That has been, I believe, the key to my success. Just just those those two elements of turning over whatever burdens I have, coming up in Compton, having a single parent. You know, my mom driving truck, 18 wheeler trucks across country so that my sisters and I, we moved around a little bit living with my aunt, living with my grandmother, you know, but there was always love, always love, always that togetherness. And I'm, and I'm so thankful for that, but always that faith, just faith that God's going to work this out regardless Of what it looks like and what these circumstances are, I know that he's going to work it out. So I I appreciate you sharing your story because it is a it's a it's a testimony of faith, you know, and your hard work. Yes, it's a lot of hard work. God knows us in the weight room up early running on the track. It's 6 a.m., 530 a.m. Like all of the weights that we live, just, you know, the discipline that it takes to get your rest. Like, all of that is a part of it and it is a choice. I remember my, my younger sister who's, who's here who used to say, like, I'm just not willing to make the sacrifices you are, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I would laugh. and I'm like, what you mean? She's just like, I'm just not willing to do all that, you, that, that you're willing to do. Yeah. And I get it. And I think that's the thing that makes the Mamba mentality, if you will. You know, yeah. Kobe and I would pass each other, because I would train with Michael Cooper early in the morning before the Lakers would come in. And we'd get to the gym at 5.36 a.m. because the Lakers were coming in. But Kobe would come in earlier before the, the team. And in passing, just like, you know, just shaking head like everybody ain't willing to make the sacrifice.
1: Right.
0: That, that's, that's it. It's a sacrifice that yeah. we make. Within yeah. those 24 hours that we all get in a day, some of us just make a different level of sacrifice that everybody's not willing to make. And that's not, it's not saying that it's bad for people who aren't willing to. But that's the difference. Right. That's the difference maker.
1: Yeah. I, I, I truly believe in that. It's like, who's willing to get up, you know, that early to just go make shots or like that early to start training or, you know, f- for me, I'm like, okay, well, I know that I, I have a set schedule so I have to be at work at this time so that way I can get uh, my my rehab in yes. so that way I can go out there, you know, and perform. I got meeting times that I really want to crunch and, and sit down and try, you know, learn what the opponent is doing for yes. the week and, and seeing all the different type of movements and the, the minute details that go into, you know, the film study. And then you have to go in and practice that film study out there on the field um, so that way you can get ready for, for game day. You know, everything is all, like you said, a sacrifice and mm-hmm. who's willing to make the most out of those opportunities. And so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, to be in the position that I'm in, but it was, it was because I made... You know, several different sacrifices, not not only for myself, but for my wife. You know, she she had to sacrifice her career, her dreams and aspirations. Mm -hmm. You know, she she went to college to be a photography major, Mm -hmm. but she literally could have went to college to be anything because she's that intelligent. You know, Um, and she's just she helped me um, realize, like going through the college process, like I failed my first class. Um, before I even knew her and she instilled, you know, you no, know, you need to put in the extra work. You need yeah. to like study get something habits, out of it. Right? Yeah, study <laughs> habits, create study habits, understand what you're reading. Because, you know, I'm, I came from a, a, like I told you, I came from a household that comprehensive reading wasn't a thing. Like right. we, everybody just, we just worked and that was it. Yeah. Like nobody really took the time to teach me how to read. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I, I failed reading, you know, multiple times. And, and But
0: let me just say this to you, Raheem, about that, because...
1: What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift for the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today.
0: But let me just say this to you, Raheem, about that, because... The unfortunate part is, I think when when you're kids and you're that young, that sometimes we don't understand the burdens of what our parents are going through. Yeah. Because, especially sometimes as black people in America, it's tough. And it's tough for the black male who, I don't know what your dad was doing, and maybe the choices that he made weren't necessarily the right choices. But sometimes life beats them down in a way where... They feel hopeless, yeah. right? And then with your mom, him taking it out on your mom, clearly, or, or physical abuse, and then maybe her not feeling like she had choices yeah. to to get out and with her children and not wanting to leave her children. You know what I mean? It's it's so many elements to probably what, how they were adulting, even yeah. though you're a child. Yeah. And some sometimes they don't always make the right decisions. And, and then sometimes you end up, they leave you somewhere where you're like, Why would my parents leave me? But that might have been a better situation for you, too, you know. So sometimes I think they are doing the best that they can do based on the level of education that they have, based on the resources that they have. Sometimes it's very unfortunate situations because of redlining that we experience, because jobs are not it's not equal. You know what I mean? And so it's it's sad but it's also sometimes a part of a system that we're in that it, it's unfortunate that maybe they didn't make all the right choices. But, yeah. you know, the beautiful thing is, and that's where, again, I go back to God, is because if you don't see that, you may not make the choices that, that you make. Right. We may not know who you are, but right. not only who you are, but now you are affecting other people. I know you were talking about your foundation when I called yeah. you over, I think, in the holidays, you were... Were you giving out?
1: Yeah, I was giving out toys. Uh, toys. To my, to my. I went. I drove back home, um, and I, I gave uh, presents and gifts to like the local community center yes. that I, you know, um, I was spending time at when I was a little kid. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. It was. It was really a lot of fun, and it was. It was honestly. It was. I thank the man upstairs for giving me the position to do that. You yes. know, because not too many people you know come from where i come from yeah. make that an opportunity to you know give back absolutely so, it's know, like
0: joseph in the pit though right yeah yeah like if joseph doesn't end up in the pit joseph doesn't become what he becomes right. you know what i'm saying and yeah. sometimes i mean that's deep but it's just sometimes we become the chosen one even though our circumstances look dim yeah, right yeah. they they it, it, you're not supposed to be here yeah. based on the statistics but then there's that the idea that your hard work and your perseverance but also that blessing because he knew that you would be a blessing to others you didn't just leave and never go back yeah you know you went back and now you've probably touched the life of some other child that you don't know anything about yeah who will tell a story about you someday
1: yeah and and i i like the fact that you know as as athletes right you you do get to limelight on you 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 do get like this the exposure of of you know your success and you're out there and then you you're able to give back um but my biggest thing is for me is like I I love the fact that I can you know just see a kid smile like that's yeah. that's the <laughs> ultimate it's like being back at home like if you go to back to Compton you know you, you give back yes. and it's like you see those kids like, even though they're going through rough times, you know, to be able to give a kid a present, you know, yeah. um, and, and they didn't even think that they would even have a present for Christmas. Yeah. I, I mean, that that in itself, it just gives me joy that I'm doing the right thing. You know, yeah. that, you have that, to
0: give me an invitation for next. Christmas. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: So, no, definitely.
0: The I, I love the kids. The kids. That's just a soft place in my heart. I think, you know, they nobody asked to be here, but the children just. Yeah. I don't know how people do bad things with kids yeah. because they are just so amazing and precious. Kids
1: kids come into this world innocent yes. and like they it, it's not by choice like they didn't have a choice to come right. in the world right? And so like if if they're in a bad situation, if their parents, you know, really don't care for them, it's like it, it's not their fault. You yeah. can't blame the kids for coming into this world when the parents were the ones that, you know, made that action. You know, yeah. they they they're the ones that wanted to do um, the deed of having another child or whatever yeah. so um, that was my thing is like you know I truthfully I don't even know my real father like mm-hmm. I still to this day don't know who my real father um, and I I don't plan on ever you know meeting him because obviously I wasn't important you know I, I was a I was a mistake baby mm-hmm. I, I will say that I, I really was a mistake baby I didn't I wasn't supposed to be here, but...
0: But you be careful with your words. I know we're on the podcast, but yeah, I'm going to just tell you. Because yeah, yeah. you were not a mistake. Because God, God makes right. no mistakes. No, nah, no. Nah, he doesn't and make any just, mistakes If at you all. don't have the story you have, yeah. you don't have the heart that you have yeah. to be able to see it in other people. You I know take know that mean? back,
1: y'all. I'm not a mistake, man. No, I just, you're not.
0: You're a blessing. Yeah, I'm a blessing,
1: baby. I was, you're a I was blessing.
0: A, and then your story was going to pass through your children because they're going to understand what their father's been through. Yeah. And then they're going to they're gonna bless others 10 times more, yeah, you know? Yeah. That's the way it goes. It's it, it's, it's not our stories. And, and that's one thing. I met my father one time. Yeah. I, so I do know who he was, but I didn't know him. Yeah, um, I didn't call him father. I remember the day I was supposed to meet him. And I'm like, well, I asked my mom, what what should I call him? And she was like, you can call him whatever you want to call him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew what that meant, too. Yeah. But it's like... That was the the man who helped me to get here. But my father has always been the heavenly father. Right, and that's, right. that's it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so he makes no mistakes. Yeah. But through that, I always have a level of appreciation for my husband, yeah. who's so amazing. And for my children's relationship with my husband, I love the fact that he gets to teach them all the things. The first things like, oh, let your dad teach you how to ride the bike. Yeah. Oh, let your dad teach you how to skate. Yep. I, I love that. I love the fact that we eat dinner together and I get to ser- cook and serve my family and all of the things that I didn't grow up with. Yeah. We get a chance to to do. To, to do a do-over yeah. and be better yeah. than what we come from. What we so, experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's you're never ever don't ever say that again. Yeah. You're Yeah. I appreciate that. now
1: you you you're absolutely right. <laughs> I I never thought of it like that. Yeah, just because, like you know, me, I was just like, I, I don't know who my dad is. Like, it is what it is, you yeah. know. But the guy upstairs, that's the only father that really that's has taught it. me all these lessons. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I didn't learn, I didn't learn how to tie a tie through a, a father figure. Like, mm-hmm. I literally learned on YouTube. Yeah, that was like, and so for me, you know, I have three boys now. Um, Gunner, Nico, and Miles, um, and my oldest is four, Gunner, and I'm, I'm going to teach him how to tie a tie, you Absolutely. know, and I'm I'm thrilled to do that. Yes. Like, I'm going to teach him how to ride a bike, you know. Yes. I'm going to teach him, you know, how to, how to write cursive, how yes. to, you know, do all the essential things because that's something that I didn't get taught yeah. when I was younger, so.
0: And you'll appreciate it more. Yeah. I, I love that about my husband because we've been married 18 years, and it's just been the most amazing years of my life. And I think it's because I get a chance to see what a father would be like. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, he's my husband, but in some ways it's, it's. I don't know, that probably sounds strange, but I'm like, he's kind of like my father too, but but not really, but just to have the presence of a man yeah. in a home, a yeah. man that's taking care of our home. Taking and, care of business. And, and business, this, yeah, you know, our real estate business. Yeah. Like, we we run our business together. Like, everything is just, he's his background is military. Okay. So he went uh he graduated from the Air Force Academy. Then nice. he served uh in Desert Storm and Desert Shield. Ooh. Yes, yeah, so and he's a captain on the seven sixty seven. Ooh.
1: Um, yeah, this, he this heavy. This he okay. just retired. I can't wait to meet him now. We definitely gotta grab some dinner now. Oh, yeah, yeah, we definitely he's, got to. <laughs> he's
0: amazing. Um, and then he was been, we've been in real estate. He's been in for like 35 years. Okay. Sorry, babe. Maybe not that many <laughs> years, but he's been over 30 years like in real estate. Yeah. And I think the idea is just that I, I used to pray because I was like, Lord, when I get married, like I want to make sure I have a husband who's like solid. Like I don't want to be the smartest one in the house and making all yeah. the decisions and you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like to be evenly yoked in the way that we are and so similar That's a that's that's a blessing, but I get a chance to see what a man would a father would have been like through watching him raise our children. Oh man, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Shout out to my babe. There you go.
1: Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to uh, link up and get some, get get a nice dinner and stuff like yes. that, and get the kids intertwined and stuff, and yes. you meet my baby boys and my wife. Yes. it's it's you're hey, you're more than welcome to come here anytime. That sounds so, great. Yeah. Tell
0: me, tell me when y'all ready for us to come visit. Yeah, That's right, amazing. absolutely.
1: Well, Miss Lisa, thank you so much for for you know joining the podcast. I appreciate it. This talk was just you know eye opener. I love the mindset. I love everything that you do. And, um, you're you're doing wonderful things. You you continue to amaze not only myself but mm-hmm. everybody else out there. So I, I truly appreciate you coming coming by, man, and, and right. thank you so much. Thanks for
0: having yeah. me.
1: Yeah, if you have any and questions, good luck
0: out there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be watching.
1: Oh yeah, you got got to <laughs> go, Fins. There you go. See, she's a Fins. <laughs> she understands. So she knows what it's like <laughs> being he a Fins fan. <laughs> But yeah, well, I appreciate it, Lisa. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's another episode, y'all. Thank you guys for staying tuned and, and have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on anywhere that you find your podcast. And follow us on social media for highlights on the show. Until next time.